Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and today, really, I just want to reiterate the fact that most of you already know, except for, I guess, anybody inside the Pittsburgh Penguins organization, or at least that they are willing to admit and show proof of, the Penguins have to face the music with Jeff Carter. It is far past time that they figure something out. Tuesday, he had a historic performance, but not in a good way. He is the 15th player since 1998. 15 players in 15 years have done what he did on Tuesday. And that is play less than nine minutes in a game and manage to finish with a minus four rating. I know that normally I come on here and I say that plus minus is a stat that I don't take much into. It's a stat that you really need more context to make it make sense or to make it work in a way that it actually is a valuable stat. Having a player play 8 minutes and 48 seconds as Jeff Carter did for the Penguins against the Montreal Canadiens on Tuesday evening and finish with a minus 4. The Penguins only gave up 6 goals. He was a minus 4 on the day, and he only played under 9 minutes of hockey. He was a minus 3 in the first period. So like I said at the outset of this, the 15th player since 1998, I was 2 years old, 15 players from the time I went from being two years old and needing a diaper to being 26, as I am right now, and paying insurance. Right? Like, that's the normal span right there. 15 years, 15 players have done it, and Jeff Carter managed to be one of them on Tuesday. He is somehow the second player to do it this season, but I digress on that point as well. So another really bad performance from number 77 for the Penguins. The problem is, Jeff Carter's not going anywhere. Not anytime soon, at least. As most of you know, his contract has another year left on it. Not only that, it is practically immovable. There are only a handful of things that they can do to not have Jeff Carter on the roster next season. There is not a thing that they can do to have him not on the roster this season. Right? Especially when they're dealing with the injuries that they're dealing with right now, because the only reason Alex Nylander is able to be in the lineup is because without him, they don't have 12 healthy forwards. So the Penguins have no options right now but to play Jeff Carter. That's understandable. But they need to face the music in the way that they deploy him. And I get it. He played 8 minutes and 48 seconds. You're going to tell me, how much less time can you conceivably play a player that is in your lineup and taking up a roster spot whenever 
you don't want to put that burden of him playing like four minutes on everybody else. I get that. And I understand. 848 is better than we can hope for in most instances with Jeff Carter. But the problem is, it's when he gets on the ice that is just killing the Pittsburgh Penguins. It is enough with this stupid face-off shtick that they have with Jeff Carter. They're literally trying to invent new ways to make him more than a replacement-level AHL, or even yesterday what I saw from him was ECHL-level. It really was. He belonged nowhere near the ice against that Canadiens team, and the problem with that is that Canadiens team is practically an AHL team. They're one of the worst teams in the league this year, and their best players, most of them, are out of the lineup due to injury. And still, Jeff Carter did not look like he belonged out there on the ice. But the Pittsburgh Penguins, they'll make excuses. He's great in faceoffs. He's a great locker room guy. He's a good leader for this team. Well, let's focus in on the only thing out of any of those statements that I've heard from the Peng- Pittsburgh Penguins that actually has to do with on-ice performance, and that's the faceoffs. He's He's good. We get it. He's not the only one that's good on this team, right? It'd be different if Jeff Carter, who leads the Pittsburgh Penguins in faceoff percentage at 58.85%, was the only Penguin that won more draws than he lost. But he's not. Mikhail Granlin, since being traded over, has won 57.41% of his faceoffs, including a 12-0 performance last night in the faceoff dot. So you can argue, okay, well, that's small sample size. He's only played six games with the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's great that he can win faceoffs. It's great he's shown that in the last six games, but over a longer period of time, will he be able to keep that up? Okay, I get that. I understand that. Sidney Crosby has 53% faceoff percentage wins. Evgeny Malkin has 50.49% as far as faceoff percentage wins. It's not like this team is bad at faceoffs, right? It's not like he's the only center that can win faceoffs. And all three of the other guys I just mentioned are miles better than Jeff Carter after that millisecond play happens to start the play. Right? And it's not just the fact that they're making excuses to get him out there for faceoffs and trying to get any sort of help from him towards winning and being a progressive, positive influence on the team's outcome. Last night, they threw him out there at one point. This was a breaking point for me. Seeing him take a defensive zone faceoff with Evgeny Malkin on a four-on-four. I get it. You want to win the faceoff. What did he not do? He didn't win the faceoff. So he can't do his scramble to the bench when the team is coming up the ice. So you're in your defensive zone now. It's Malkin and Carter, and Malkin's shift is starting. You know who's not out there? You know who they took off the ice in order to get Jeff Carter out there to just to take a face-off? Jason Zucker, a player that has led the NHL in goals since late February. Over the last two weeks, Zucker, he starts that play on the bench because Jeff Carter has 
an 8% better face-off percentage. What? What? Why? Not to mention the fact that he lost that face-off, and they spent the next 30 seconds in the defensive zone on a 4-on-4. As if that wasn't bad enough. We mentioned Jeff Carter was a minus 3 in the first period. He didn't play very much the rest of the game. But with two minutes left in the game, down by a goal... Who is out there taking a defensive zone draw? It's Jeff Carter. Who is he taking a draw instead of? Mikhail Granlund. The guy that was, checks notes again, 12-0 last night in the faceoff dot. I think there are plenty of things that we need to commend Mike Sullivan for this season. His handling of Jeff Carter and the ability of Jeff Carter falling off a cliff is not one of them. Whether that be loyalty to a guy that he likes, whether that be just lack of options around, the way that they have deployed Jeff Carter this season, a player that has nine goals on the year and has been playing at replacement level all year minus maybe the first five games. Remember the first five games, Heinen, Carter, Kapanen, all playing really good hockey. The first game of the year, they looked great against Arizona. They played well in the second game of the year against Tampa Bay. They carried that over for the next couple. But since then, we know what happened to Kapanen. Heinen's on the fourth line for a reason, and Jeff Carter has been arguably worse than both. But you know the one thing that Jeff Carter hasn't had to deal with that the other two did this season? Healthy scratches. Why? Oh, because Jeff Carter can win face-offs. He plays the center ice position, and he can win face-offs and face-offs and face-offs. It is the one thread that continues to be pulled by the Pittsburgh Penguins coaching staff to make excuses for Jeff Carter. It's time they face the music. I know that right now it's not a good time for that. And I, re- I know that they can't take him out of the lineup because there's nobody to go back into the lineup. But Nino is going to be out week to week. Paling, we have no idea what's going on with him. But both of those guys are centers. The second one of them comes back, Jeff Carter needs to be wearing a suit. Right? He's not Reggie Dunlop. He's not the guy to be player coach. You can't afford that at this stage of the season, especially considering the level of play that he has portrayed throughout the year. He's a fourth-line player at best at this point of his career. And he's not even the best option at fourth-line center that you have on the roster when you're fully healthy. Again, I understand it right now. You can't really take him out of the lineup. But what you can do is ensure that you deploy him in situations that make sense. Taking the hottest player in the NHL off the ice in favor of Jeff Carter because of a face-off draw is not proper deployment. Putting him out there with two minutes to go down by one and having him take the face off in favor of a guy who is 12-0 in the dot and has shown to be more offensively aggressive and potent over the past two weeks is not proper deployment. I understand that it's unlikely that Jeff Carter gets a healthy scratch even when Ryan Paling comes back. I would be surprised because it took until this past weekend for him to be taken off of the third line and bumped down to the fourth line. 
And that's when they had Teddy Bluger. That's when they had a healthy Ryan Paling. I get they really didn't have a third-line center option until Granlin showed up. But at the same time, there was plenty of time for, and it goes beyond Mike Sullivan. It goes to Ron Hextall as well. There was plenty of time to get somebody in that position because clearly Jeff Carter wasn't it. Now, I listen, everybody comes to his defense and says he's a great guy. He might be. That's fine. I've personally not had very many conversations with the man. Never had a conversation with the man. Let's say that. He might be the nicest guy you've ever met. This is a business. And this is a competitive hockey league. If he's nice, that's great. Put him in a suit, make him a de facto coach as a, a healthy scratch. When you can, right? I get it. Injuries again. But still, he just hasn't performed this year. And the shtick with the face-offs, we've had enough. He proved last night that even when he's playing less than nine minutes a game, he can be detrimental to the team's chances to win the hockey game. I'm not putting all the blame on him. Tristan Jari has plenty of blame to be taken from last night's game. But the defensive breakdowns by Jeff Carter are right up there. Right? And that's bad. When a goaltender allows four goals on seven shots and you're still being talked about as a perennial reason as to why this team is struggling in these situations, that's bad on you. So the Penguins, it's way past time, right? I hate to just continue to bash on Jeff Carter because we've been doing it all season and it gets excessive at points. But really, it's not about him. Because... If you notice what I've said this entire time, it's deployment, deployment, deployment. Front office not getting anybody to, to help and take that spot. Deployment, deployment, deployment. It's on Mike Sullivan. It's on the coaching staff. It's on Mike Vellucci. It's on Todd Reardon. It's on Ron Hextall because the guy just can't do it anymore. He can't. He can't play at this level anymore. At least not in a way that you're hoping he can. Not in a way that, you know, trying to mask his deficiencies with face-offs is going to do. So it's not the player. The player is what the player is. And his skill level is his skill level. But you have to put him in a place to succeed, and the Penguins just continue to not do that. They need to face the music that Jeff Carter is below replacement level at this point, and they have to deploy him as such. If there's players healthy, that means he's in the press box. If there's not players healthy, that means he is a fourth-line center, and you deploy him like a fourth-line center, not bringing him out with two minutes to go over Mikhail Granlin, not bringing him out at four-on-four four over Jason Zucker, not doing any of that stupid crap, because that has proven to be worthless for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But that's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. Thank you so much for tuning in, and remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. We'll see you guys next time.